We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be, and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making this part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, September seventeenth. Week two of the NFL season is is here. One and zero, Jimmy. One and zero, right? Insane. Not really. I expected to be one and zero, but it's still uh, it's still nice. Yeah, it, you don't get to say nice that much after after week one, the last couple seasons. No, no kidding. And especially the you know it's. I don't want to say this because like I feel like I feel like it's the cliche, but it's like man, you know. Starters played in the preseason and like they looked like they'd actually played football coming into week one. Yeah, it was quite the difference. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't actually know if that's the reason. It could just be that, you know. So, Jimmy, let's let's start here. So yeah. we're going to be previewing Packers Falcons. One and oh is great. Um, but can we like. I'm not like I'm super excited. Right. Jordan Love looked really good last weekend against the Bears, but like. I have some pause because, like, I don't know what your takeaway from last week's game was, but, like, my bigger takeaway than Jordan Love and how he looked was, like, our, the Bears might be the worst team in the league. Yeah, they're, they're definitely in the conversation between them and the Cardinals. Like, I, that's 1A and 1B right now. Yeah, like I mean, so like as great as everything looked last week, like like I have to be like, well, how much of it is like are they like good and like running the offense and playing well, and how much of it is just like you're you're essentially playing a college team, you know? Like I mean, I know that's unfair to say because they're all professionals, but I mean, the Bears are not a good team. But I guess like like they they are just bad. Yeah, but like the even with that, I think a thing to give confidence is. First half, besides the first opening defensive drive and offensive drive, it was a little bit shaky. Not shaky, but kind of slow at times. But the way we dominated in the second half, I think, gave me confidence of like, yeah, the Bears suck. But we handled it, handled that like we're a good team and they're a terrible team, you know? So, like, that's yeah. the kind of thing. It was like, we did what good teams do and you you beat the dog crap out of 
out of bad teams. So like, that's the one part that, uh, that still gives me confidence in it. Like, like you said, I don't want to get too hyped because the, because the bears do suck, but we at least handled it like, uh, like we should have. Yeah, it's very true. Well, uh, we're, you know, we're on to week two, uh, down in Atlanta this weekend. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, this is Jordan loves, uh, you know, I'm just going to go like this. I'm going to refer to every start this year as like, so like this is his second start, even though it's technically his third one. I'm just scrapping that, that Kansas city one. That was like an emergency weird thing. So like his second start, Jimmy, um, he looked really comfortable, um, you know, in week one. So, um, the Falcons, I think the last time I looked, they were favored by like, I think a point and a half or two points, something like that. So, I mean, you know, this is pretty much, you know, feels like a, you know, yeah, the latest line I'm looking here is one and a half points. So, like, this is kind of a pick them because uh, usually home field advantage is worth three points. And so if you're not getting three points, you know, that it's it, it could go either way. The Falcons are not a great team, Jimmy, um, yeah. but they are certainly better than the Bears. Uh, and everything that I've been hearing is this Falcons defense is apparently very good. Um, from what, from what I've heard, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't follow the Falcons all that much. Uh, but that sounds like that might be, uh, the Packers, you know, biggest test this week and, and something to keep an eye on is this Falcons defense. But, um, we're just going to real quick, Jimmy, you and I, we're going to go through and just kind of like we did last week, we're just going to break down, um, you know, some, some things that we're going to be keeping an eye on. Uh, during this week's game. So, Jimmy, I'll let you start. What are you keeping an eye on uh, this Sunday for Packers-Falcons? Yeah, the first thing that I want to see, all preseason, last week against the Bears, the Packers' offensive line has been absolutely incredible at keeping the pass rush away from Jordan Love, giving him time to throw, giving him a clean pocket. The Falcons last week, I think, According to pro football reference, I think it was either 15 or 18. I should have had it up. You can see I'm a big professional with this. Uh, pressures <laughs> against uh, Bryce Young and the and the Panthers. I'm interested to see when a team is going to – because when, when Jordan Love faced the Chiefs, his first start, the Chiefs blitzed him a lot. Like their plan was pressure Jordan Love, make him feel uncomfortable, and see if he can beat the team. We haven't seen that since. So like last week, again, the Bears couldn't really get a rush, a pass rush, a good one on Jordan Love. I don't know if the Falcons are going to try to turn that up. Obviously, this defensive line for the Falcons is already better than the Bears. So you have that caveat. But I don't know if they start to bring in some more blitzes, just trying to get Jordan Love to feel uncomfortable. Because we saw last week, if you give him a clean pocket, we saw it in the preseason as well. He's going to make the right reads. He's going to make the right throws. He might have a couple miscues here and there like any young quarterback. But if you give him time, he's going to have a successful play. So I just don't know when a team's going to start sending in that pressure and those blitzes just to see if they can fluster the young quarterback and what he's going to do. So I don't know if it's going to be this week, but that's definitely something uh, going against a better defensive line. Like you said, a better defense who the secondary with Jesse Bates now at safety, uh, who is it? Terrell, AJ Terrell, um, Okuda from the Lions that traded there. He's questionable, so I don't know if he's going to play, but it's a better secondary as well. They disguise their coverage. So it's going to be a bigger test. Uh, and if they can get pressure on him, it could make for an interesting game where we're going to see a lot about uh, Jordan Love's makeup. But if it's not going to be this week in general, I'm excited for that first game that he gets pressure just so we can see that uh, that next uh, evolution step with him, if he's figured that out or not. 
Yeah, no, and I mean, looking back at the at the game last week, you know, according to ESPN, you know, the Bears only had three QB hits on Jordan Love, only one sack. That was, you know, near the end of the first half there. So, yeah, he, you know, the offensive line has been great for Green Bay, um, you know, and that was honestly one of the things that I was thinking about is when do teams start, you know, bringing pressure, um, you know, you know, at Jordan Love. And I mean, obviously it's just been one game, so I'm sure we'll see it probably in the next couple of weeks would be my guess is that somebody is going to say, you know what, let's just give this a shot and see how it works. But um, especially Jerry Gray, he was there. He was with the Packers when uh, he saw the Chiefs bring all that pressure on Jordan Love, you know, like that's another Mm -hmm. aspect of this is Jerry Gray was on the team with Jordan Love. Like he knows he could know his tendencies. He could know maybe some things that can kind of screw him up. It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays a factors factor into this game as well. Absolutely. Well, I'm just going to be keeping an eye on, you know, Jordan Love just in general, you know, last week against the bears, he looked super comfortable uh, throughout the entirety of the game. He made all the right reads. Um, it felt like, you know, he didn't really have any passes last week where that I can remember. There may have been one, um, but it, he didn't have any throws last week where you kind of looked at it and were like, what are you doing? Right. Uh, you know, and he took care of the football and, you know, you wonder where he learned that from. Um, yeah. But that that's, um, you know, that's a key component to a young quarterback is like, you know, protect the football, you know, and. Uh, you know, so I, it's just it's something that obviously we're going to be keeping an eye on all year. Right. Jordan loves progressions, um, you know, week to week. And, you know, Jimmy, it, he's going to have there. It's just going to happen where he's going to have a game or two this year where it's just it, it you know, it just doesn't look right. You know that he, he's probably not going to look great. He's still young. Um, but I mean, you know, he last week gave you like it felt like everything that you needed. Right. Yeah. He, he completed just over 50, it's like 55% of his passes, right? Which you'd like to see that a little bit higher. You'd like to see that into the 60s, you know, and closer to the 70s. But, you know, he threw for 250 yards. He threw for three touchdowns. He didn't turn the ball over. He only had one sack, um, you know, and and he didn't put the ball in harm's way. Um, and, you know, that's, that's great to see from him. And, you know, Hopefully you can just build upon it. But the other thing this week to, you know, which I think is going to be really interesting, it'll be a good test for him early on is we don't know if Christian Watson's going to play again this week, right? He played with him, played without him last week, but Aaron Jones may not play this week. And I mean, if you look at the Packers offense and their success against the bears, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that Aaron Jones was anywhere between like 70 and 80% of the offense last week. Right. Like, I mean, I, I, I still think green Bay beats the bears last week without Aaron Jones, but I don't think they win 38 to 20 without him. Right. Like, you know, he was the, you know, really big key to their, to their victory last week. And if Watson can't go and Jones can't go and Romeo Dobbs is still on a pitch count, it's, it, it sounds like, you know, not that green Bay can't win, but I mean, at that point, where where's the offense coming from at that point, right? How does Jordan Love, you know, and honestly, Matt LaFleur, how do they say, all right, our two biggest playmakers aren't playing. How do we make it so that, you know, we can score 20 points and pray that the defense can show up and, and, and keep them to less than that? Um, you know, so I, I'm really interested to see, 
you know, how he handles that adversity if neither of those guys play. And quite honestly, the reality is even if Jones and Watson both play, like they're still going to be limited. You're not going to get the full repertoire of Aaron Jones. Um, you're going to get him sparingly, most likely throughout the game. And same thing with Christian Watson. So even if they do play, it's not like he's going to just, you're not going to have like an entire quarter where you just look at those two guys and say, all right, go out there for the entire quarter and make plays for us. It's, it's just not going to happen this weekend. So um, good adversity for him to face uh, early on, especially on the road. Um, and the nice thing is for him is that Atlanta is a team that with this type of adversity, you know, they could, you know, they very well could lose to the Falcons, but like Atlanta is not a good enough team where you look at it and say, well, if Jones and Watson don't play, there's just no chance. Right. Yeah. There's still, uh, you know, enough of a subpar team that you could potentially win this game without those guys, but it's definitely going to be very challenging. So I'm looking to see how Jordan Love looks this week. Um, We're going to be looking at it every week, obviously, but um, just with the way he played last week, if he can, he can build off of that and have a similar performance. Uh, you know, I think, you know, I think that that's, that's good science for green Bay moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you're bringing up injuries. I do have a question on, it's probably a dumb one. Uh, I think it was Matt Tubb on Twitter, brought it up on David Bakhtiari. So going into this week, he is uh, questionable last week. He wasn't this week. He is LaFleur said that might just be him going forward from now on. Do you think playing in Atlanta on that turf field, the same one that's in the Giants and Jet Stadium, do you think when it comes to like turf fields, that's going to play a factor in like if he plays, if he's on a pitch count, if he plays the full game, or do you think it just is a coincidence? He's questionable going into this week. Hello, friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA Finals, and I desperately wanted to go to Game 6 in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane, and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye Game 6 of the NBA Finals. Now thankfully, the day of the game I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used Game Time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using Game Time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the Game Time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game Time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two clicks only in fact, and tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never need to dig through your email. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means it's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite? 
Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using prize picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know. It's it's a good question. Um, I I tend to think that like it may play a factor, but I don't think, you know, Matt Lafleur's comments saying that he's going to you know be questionable the rest of the year. Um, you know, I I don't know. Like that that feels concerning. Um, for sure. Like overarching, just because like, you know, we're what like heading on almost three years removed from the injury, and like I mean. It's not to say that he needs to be practicing all the time, but like it, you know, it feels like you're now like just going in week to week with questions with him. And, and you know, yeah. to full disclosure, Jimmy and I know nothing as far as like what's going on in the building. So, you know, maybe it's just yeah. like, yeah, he's just at the point where he just doesn't really need to practice. And we'd just rather not have him put extra stress on, on the knee. I, I don't yeah. know, but I've never it's just the question apart that, confuses me because they did that last week but he still wasn't he wasn't questionable going into sunday though was he no he i don't think he was but um yeah, yeah i mean i don't know uh it, it's it's weird because like I, david bakhtiar has made it very clear he does not like turf fields yeah. <laughs> um uh yeah. you know he's very he's very anti-turf field but like at the same time like if he's if he's healthy and good enough to play like I can't imagine that, you know, with your young quarterback that you're going to be like, well, you know, if he's good, you know, he's good to go, but like, we don't want him on the turf field the entire game. So we're just going to like rotate him in and out. Like, I don't feel like that you would do that. I feel like you would only have him out if there was concern that he, you know, that he might be injured. Yeah. True. We'll find out. I mean, well, there you go. There's another. It wasn't on the list, but <laughs> it was an interesting thing to keep to my keep head. on on your radar this Sunday. Uh, so, Jimmy, what's the other thing that you're going to be keeping an eye on this week? Yeah, for this one, it, it kind of went into what you talked about earlier with Aaron Jones as well. Just him being such a big part of the offense coming into this week, he is questionable, hasn't participated uh, in practice. I know he he did some of the warm ups and stretches, but he's been a DMP all week. I'm just I'm curious on one the commitment to the run game with Aaron Jones out. Uh, we saw last week, AJ Dillon granted, not everything was his, his fault on that run game. There are a couple plays where blocking assignments were missed. He ended up getting hit in the backfield or just behind the line of scrimmage. That's going to happen. But truthfully, he's left a little bit to be desired last year, already in week one this year, uh, Emmanuel Wilson, if he comes in and plays a bigger role, I'm just looking forward to see if, Matt LaFleur is really going to still commit to that run game, what they're going to do. If Aaron Jones is on a pitch count, is it the pitch count he was on when we faced the 49ers a couple years ago where he said he was on a pitch count and then opened up the game with like six straight plays to Aaron Jones? So I'm just, uh, like you said, he's an inc- he's a critical part to this offense. Uh, what, what this injury means for this week, how Matt LaFleur is going to 
kind of adjust from there. And if we do see a bounce back from AJ Dillon, because it's not just the Falcons, any game we go into the success of the team is going to rely on the running game. Aaron Jones or uh, Jordan Love might be able to win you a game here and there, but for long-term success of the team in the season, it's going to be coming from that running game. And with an injured Aaron Jones, how do we adjust? And if, I don't know, obviously everyone wants Jones to be in there. He's the top 10 back last week. He, in my opinion, showed he can be a top five back in the NFL. So let's see what happens. But uh, just Matt LaFleur, please still commit to the run game because we're screwed. If you don't, don't shy away from it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking at it. You know, if you if you just look at designed run plays, the Packers ran the ball 28 times last week um, for 80 yards and a, like a two and a half yard a carry average. Um, Patrick Taylor had the longest run of the day of 10 yards. You know, AJ Dillon had 13 carries for 19 yards. Um, you know, again, that's not. <clears throat> excuse me, that's not all on him, but, you know, it's a one-and-a-half-yard carry average. Aaron Jones had nine carries for 41 yards. He had a four-and-a-half, you know, four-and-a-half yards, uh, you know, on average. But, yeah, they, they do need to, you know, in my opinion, um, you know, stick to the run game. And uh, But I, I will say, like, I know everybody wants to win, um, but, like, I'd be willing to trade a week one loss to the Falcons and have Aaron Jones be healthy for the rest of the year than to, you know, potentially play him and have him hurt and miss more time. You know, that's just how important he is. But, um, yeah, they definitely need to, um, you know, stick to that run game. And, I mean, you know, if if Aaron Jones can't go, like, per, you know, it's A.J. Dillon's in a contract year. And I, and I love A.J. Dillon as a, as, a, as, a, as a person and as a player. But, like, the reality is he hasn't, you know, played up to what you would hope that second-round pick standard – um, and so he's, you know, he's got a little bit of proving to do this year. And I mean, what better way than to, you know, be like, all right, coach, Aaron Jones is out. Great. Give me the ball. I'll, I, you know, I'll make sure that the run game, you know, doesn't really miss a beat. Um, yeah. And so, um, yeah, the run game <clears throat> definitely going to be big for the Packers again this week. So, um, well, Jimmy, for me, um, I'm, you know, I'm copying, copying and pasting from last week. Uh, just because I think it's going to continue to, you know, be a, a big uh, factor for the Packers throughout throughout the season. Um, I'm looking at the special teams again this week. Uh, you know, again, we everybody had concerns about Carlson coming into the year. And last Sunday, outside in Chicago, um, I don't know how windy it was, but, you know, Chicago is called the Windy City. He went <laughs> six for six. He made all five of his extra points, and he kicked the 52-yard field goal at the end of the half, which, you know, had – a decent bit of clearance on it. It's not like it just, you know, skimmed over the crossbar. So he you know, nailed that. I mean, and, you know, and that was the thing is I looked at, I think he only had one extra point. Like, like the, the field, the, the field goal that he kicked was like, like you, you saw it leave and I'm like, Oh, that's good. Yeah. Like, like there was no doubt about it. You weren't like, is it going to bend back inside enough? And I think, there was one extra point where it started off to the left and, you know, veered back in, but like the rest of the kicks were like pretty much right down the middle, yeah. uh, which, which is good to see. Right. Um, but you know, it's one game, uh, but you know, he's going to be kicking in a dome now. So like, you know, he, he had, he had a couple of built in excuses last weekend in Chicago. Granted he didn't need them, but yeah. you know, Chicago's a hard place to kick in. Uh, and he was six for six, right? This week, no excuses. You're inside. There's no, there's no weather factors. There's nothing. Um, Go for 80 then, yarder. 
screw it. Go, See if we can break the NFL record. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I'll, I'll just take like, Hey, let's just make the normal stuff first and then we can start, you know, then we can start experimenting with that stuff. But I also think too, with, you know, especially with some of the injuries we've talked about, um, you know, I think quite honestly, I think the Packers are unfortunately going to be punting, you know, a little bit more this week than they did last week. And, you know, how does Waylon do, you know, I, I know he, he was on the injury report this week with like a finger injury, wasn't he? Who knows what that? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, finger, yeah, I mean, finger. he was a full participant all week, I think. But yeah, um, and, like I don't think it's going to be anything that like affects him. But no, you know, just I think field position is going to be a big part of this game this week, right? And um, 100%. you know, it, it you know you can't be punting and giving the Falcons you know a short field all the time. Um, and, and not that not that he looked bad last week. And quite honestly, I know we punted last weekend, but like I don't like. I don't know if your punter's not memorable from the week before, that's probably a good thing. Um, hundred percent, but you know, just to continue with good special teams play, um, you know, and quite honestly, I, I don't think other than like, other than like after the, after the fact penalties, they didn't really give up any big returns. They played nice, solid special teams from last week. So just carry that over into this week. And yeah. um and, you know, I don't know, is Jaden Reed going to be returning punts again this week? I would think so. There wasn't anything last week to make me think they would take him off it. He did pretty well. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, he had that one big return, you know, I think it was in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, I mean, I think special teams as a whole is going to play another big factor this week. Um, and, you know, especially with those injuries, you know, it just makes the special teams portion of it more important. Um, you know, it gives you, you know, a slimmer margins for error, you know, all around, right. You, you, yep. you know, you, you can't be, can't be giving up big returns. And, you know, when you have the opportunities to make plays on special teams, sometimes the best play on special teams is to just not get hit and not, you know, potentially turn the ball over. Yeah. Right? Just like, fair catch sometimes <laughs> just like fair catch is fine. Right. Possession yeah. of the ball is way more important. Um but uh, yeah, I'm just going to be keeping an eye on special teams again this week. They looked good last week as a, as a whole, um, and you know, I, I think it's just going to be that much more important. And you know, obviously the kicking game, it looked good last week, and let's just hope it continues to look that way for the rest of the year because um, you know some of these, you know, you're not playing the Bears every week, right? <laughs> you're, you're just you're not going to be getting that much wiggle room, you know, yep. in in your in your games. I mean. Jimmy, we talk, you know, I talk about it all the time. I don't know what your stress level last week with the Bears game was, but like by like the end, like by midway through the third quarter, I was just like, all right, I'm just like enjoying the game. Like the stress level's gone. Yeah. And I don't exactly. that's not gonna I don't think that's gonna be the case this weekend. No, I think it's when uh the start of the third quarter, it was just irrational confidence. After like we started with the touchdown, we forced them to punt, Reed had that return, then it was just kind of like, oh, okay, we're we're good. I know that was irrational to already feel that way, like right away in the third quarter, but the Bears suck. So, yeah, it's uh, the stress level is definitely going to be much, much higher for this game. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, Jimmy, I look at this game. It's a winnable game for Green Bay. Um, you know, if, if if they play like they did last week, I, I can see this team being 2-0. and um, But, you know, yeah. It, it's it's a lot of it's going to come down to you know who can play this week for Green Bay and ultimately I think truly and 
maybe it's unfair, but you know, how does Jordan Love play this week? Right? Because if we get Jordan Love from last weekend, I'm pretty confident. You know, yeah. if we don't get that Jordan Love, you know, eh, you still might win, but you might not. So, um, well, Jimmy, let's wrap up real quick here. Uh, let's do predictions real quick. What do you got for this weekend's game? I'm going to go 100% bias. Packers 24, Falcons 20. <laughs> All right. Uh, I Yeah, shocker. Once again, that the Packers <laughs> podcast is picking the Packers. I um, think we win this game. I, I really do. And it, I will pick against them later on when we play a team. I think that could beat them. But I just really don't see the Falcons beating them this week. I, I think the first one that – well, we, we won't even get to do the pregame. I was going to say the first one that I was going to maybe pick against them was the Lions game, but that's a Thursday night game, so we ain't going to be previewing yeah, that one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I you know I still like Green Bay in this game. Um, you know, it, I think it's going to be a lot closer than obviously last week. Um, and none of us picked a high-scoring game last week. Uh, you know, week one can, is always like that, right? Um I I didn't see 31 points from the offense and I didn't see 38 points as a total from the Packers. But um, so I, 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 I'm, you know, I think I went like uh, 20 to 13 last week or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 20 to 14 uh, this week, Green Bay. Uh, I, you know, the, the points come down a little bit this week, you know, especially with those injuries um, and, the other thing is, too, and it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on all year, you know, t- every week teams are going to have that much more tape on Jordan Love, right? Yep. And, and like, that could have been part of the reason why he looked so great last week was because the Bears are like, we don't really have much to go off of, right? Yep. And, you know, now, you know, and he kind of put everybody on notice of, like, you know, if you, you know, like, not that he's, like, great, but it's like, hey, I can play, right? Yep. Like. You know, if, if, if you just come in here and think that I'm just going to be some backup scrub that, you know, backed up Rodgers for three years, like, no, I'll, I'll beat you. Right. Yeah. And so the, the better he plays, can, you know, over, you know, consistently over the season, right, the more seriously teams are going to take him and the more film they get, um, you know, not that it's going to be that he's all of a sudden going to be bad, but, you know, he's going to have to step up his game, too, as teams get used to what his tendencies are, how he plays. Um, and and can actually look at tape from previous weeks and see what he's good at and where he makes mistakes. So yeah, um, Lafleur helped I, him I a little bit on that, just throwing literally everything out there, triple options, <laughs> the play action screens the other side of the field. Lafleur's giving teams things to think about, which is going to help him. But yeah, like you're saying, well, and tape's going to be on well, there. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think anybody's surprised by this, but I mean, uh, the offense last weekend looked very different than it did the first three years in or what three four years now how many years is he with the with the packers i think this is this is year five so yeah this offense looks very different than it did the last four years yeah Yeah. that's all i'll say i'll I'll leave it at that (laughs) if you know you know and i'm sure most of you know um so all right well with that jimmy let's wrap things up for the day uh real quick if people want to follow you get in touch with your work how can they do that yeah follow me on twitter jimmy underscore c08 Everything's there. The pack a day episode retweet article for pack report Lombardi's bar next week. Uh, going to be starting a under game on going to be starting a betting show as well, just to get some stuff out there. You know, sometimes they get bored in the house. So I figured I'd add one more thing just to keep me distracted <laughs> and not do anything dumb. So just look out there on Twitter, Jimmy underscore C zero eight. Everything's posted. 
All right. Awesome. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at producer at producer Nick LB. Um, something I'm trying to do this year. Uh, I've done it in years past. I'm trying to do it more this year, um, which is to uh, basically put out audio highlights of the game, uh, get the radio calls from Wayne Larravee and Rock, um, record the game, cut up the, the highlights um, and put that out there on Twitter. I've got the the Bears the Bears game out there, so if you like listening to Wayne Larravee and his calls from the game, uh, you can go to my my Twitter page. You can find it there. Uh, give it a listen. I try to keep it to like three minutes. Um, and uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing that this year. Um, so that'll be out there. You can find that on my Twitter. I'll post it every week. Um, you know, sometime hopefully by like Monday night. Tuesday sometime so um but yeah that's that's what I've got so thank you everybody for listening um enjoy the game hopefully the Packers are 2-0 and by the end of the week by, whew, by the end of the weekend um and uh yeah I mean so far I know it's only one game but it's been fun and it looks fun that's the thing it looks fun it looks like they're having fun out there um hopefully this continues and um yeah, hopefully they just continue to grow, grow. So thank you everybody for listening. Enjoy the game. And as always, go Pack Go.